This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Open for Business this morning. Amid growing concerns about traffic congestion, inefficient use of private vehicles and a rising demand for convenient and affordable transport options, Trevo offers a compelling solution. We're going to be learning about how this platform uses cutting-edge algorithms to manage trade-offs, providing an optimal fleet size and reducing operational costs while increasing accessibility and efficiency. I'm going to be speaking with Susan Teo. She is the general manager of Trevo about how they're contributing to the reduction of carbon emissions and traffic congestion while enhancing last mile connectivity. We'll be talking about the impact of emerging technologies on transportation and mobility and car sharing markets and how Trevo navigates the challenges posed by regulatory issues, data privacy and liability. In the studio with me, it is Susan Teo, the general manager of Trevo. Hello. Hello. Hi, Richard. How are you today? I'm feeling very good, very excited to be at the studio to meet you. I'm glad to have you here as well. I hear from a little bird that it's your first radio interview. Indeed. Good. We like these kind of interviews. Now, um, tell me a little bit about uh, Trevo itself and how you got involved with them as well. That would be an interesting start. Everyone know about Socar and uh, Travel is the 100% subsidiary of Socar. Socar is the B2C, means Socar have the car fleets on the market, um, providing the car sharing experience to the users. And with the experience Socar cultivated in Malaysia, they realised that uh, Malaysia is very car-proud individual and we love to use car to make our transportation needs. And this spring off an opportunity for Socar to come off with this innovative model, which is a peer-to-peer car sharing marketplace and hence is termed as uh, travel. Okay. So it's like um, Airbnb for cars. Indeed. I see, I see. How did you get involved then? All right. um, I was recruited by Socar Management uh, back in 2019 um, to set up this travel peer-to-peer car sharing marketplace. So this is how I got to, you know, be part of this exciting business model that will benefit the Rakyat Malaysian as a whole. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all know that Owning a car, the car ownership cost is very expensive in Malaysia. Oh, yes. Uh, on average, we will be looking at paying our installment or our car loan off in about six to seven years. Whereas in the European countries or in the US, other places, likely they'll be looking at five years. Mm-hmm. So effectively, we're saying that our our daily Expense. I mean, 25, 22% of our household income will be used to contribute to our car loan. Mm. So with travel business model, now you can put your car in a better usage where it can help to relieve some of your financial burden, mm-hmm. you know, relieving some of the 22% household income mm. that you were supposed to use mm. for your car loan. So this has been seen welcome by the Malaysian. Uh, we, started, uh, we, we have the launch in February 2020. Uh, unfortunately, we got into two years of pandemic. <laughs> but having said that, um, the model has been seen as a very good opportunity as well that post-pandemic, Everyone has difficulties in retaining the job or, mm. or, or getting their paid. Mm. Um, the, this model come in handy and mm. in good timing for them as well, Mm-mm. in our view, that 
by sharing the car out with the general public for about seven days. Um, you still keep the car for the rest of the 23 days. Uh, it's more or less enough to pay off your in, for your uh, instalment. I see. And anything more than that is a surplus can be used to subsidize your maintenance, your insurance and other vehicle ownership costs. Right, right. So this model came about nicely and people see the beauty about it. Um, and also at the same time, we have the support from the government. Government have been coming from um, the perspective that any initiative that can help the right yard in relieving their financial burden, um, they've been providing support so mm. with that being said, um, in 2020, mid sometime 2020, they have given us the proof of concept endorsement by the Ministry of Transport. At the same time, uh, Ministry of Finance, Stroke, Bank Negara, Malaysia have also endorsed the innovative peer-to-peer car sharing insurance mm-hmm. to provide the protections to the car holes who are thinking about listing the car onto our platform. Right. Talk me through uh, how somebody would list their car, car on the platform then. Uh, how, how, how does it work? Is it, I, I'm assuming it's an app-based thing where you register, but just briefly talk me through that. If you sure. Could. It's very technology leverage. So just like um, nowadays we all use mobile phone a lot. So we see that opportunity by leveraging on that. Um, this, the process is very simple. You just download the travel app and you upload, you know, there's a guidance that what, to do. Uh-huh. Uh, within that, we will go through the know your customer, uh, which is what we call the KYC process, yeah. is to verify the authenticity of uh, an individual. All right. And yeah. then beyond, you can submit your car documentation, such as your insurance, your car grant, and the pictures of your cars, uh, and also providing the price that you're willing to share up per day mm-hmm. onto our platform. And then we will do a bit of a verifications in the background, or can be done within two hours, we will approve your cars. Wow. And then from there, you can put the availability of the calendars. Then from there, you can start accepting bookings. So just in my head, how... How different is it from a private rental company? Uh, as we let's say, for example, we're, we're holidaying in Langkawi, for example, you know, and you want to be able to travel the island. Normally, you would call up a car rental company; they deliver one to your hotel, and, and off you'd go. Is it is it much different apart from it's with an individual rather than a company? Certainly, certainly. Um, the process of making a booking as a guest, you know. Um, the, the booking process is very straightforward. So you just turn on the app. Similarly, you go through the KYC process. And then once you've been approved, and you can browse through the cars that make available uh, to you. And you can also choose the locations mm-hmm. where you wanted the car to be delivered to you or mm-hmm. you want to pick up the car. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, currently, we have our footprints in seven cities, including Langkawi, Penang, Ipoh, Kuala Lumpur, uh, uh, Selangor. I take it as Selangor as one big city. Yeah. And then uh, JB and also KK, Kota Kinabaru. And lately, we have just opening ourselves up to Kuching, make us to eight cities right now. Mm. So, you know, you, you can just pick the locations where you want the car to be delivered to you. And then from there, you can browse, browse through a wide selection of car models with the right price. Um, for you to choose from. Mm. And those prices, are those prices fixed by the person who is uh, loaning the car out or is it a, a Trevo kind of fixed price? We 
give the freedom to the host, the car owner, to put up the price. Of course, it's come with the uh, the guidance that we, right. we will provide a price range, and then from there, um, the host will have the freedom to choose the right price that he want mm. or she want to rent out mm. for. I'm in the studio with Susan Kyo. She's the general manager of Trevo. Join us after the break. I have a whole bunch more questions, of course, for Susan. But you are tuned in to Open for Business here on BFM 89.9, the business station. Burger, fries, Milo, BFM 89.9. The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome back to Open for Business here. I'm in the studio with Susan Kyo, the general manager of Trevo. Um, just before the break, Susan, we were talking about you know the process of onboarding customers and, and how it works. I, I kind of want you to cast your mind forward a little bit, I guess. And, and we know that the mobility industry is evolving constantly. Uh, when you look at the future of mobility particularly in the urban um, setting. How do you see it changing over the next few years? Oh, this is a very exciting question. Um, with the technology in place, we all know that everything is shaping very drastically, yeah. especially with the AI being evolved lately as well. So we see ourselves and the, the, the mobility landscape is moving very fast mm. uh, beyond now, in our opinion. In the technology space... We are now seeing um, the whole world is talking about EV cars, which is electric vehicles, mm -hmm. or autonomous uh, vehicles as well. Mm. So with all this technology, it's just making these possible. Um, and with the AI, how it will help us to streamline the way we screen through our users and to make the right choice and the, the right price for them. So in combinations of all these will make future mobility very accessible, very affordable and providing you the all the options that you wanted mm. and including these uh, seamlessly integrated the public transport into the private mobility into one whole space mm. all these can be made possible by the technology advancement mm -hmm. so uh, mobility as a service is a big space that the government is pushing for yeah of course within which Uh, EV and AV cars are the one that they is trying to balance mm. with the sustainability. Mm. When I'm talking about environment, environmental sustainability, mm. sustainability in this sense. Mm. So, looking forward, the mobility will be very accessible. So, you can make one trip, perhaps including multimodal options. What this means that you probably be taking a. a, a, a car sharing from your home to the public transport hub 
And then from there, you make a trip using all the trans- public transport mode. When you reach to the other end, you can probably be having the connectivity on the last mile using car sharing or micro mobility mm. uh, sharing options well, as well. Maybe one of those cool little scooters that people seem to be using. Indeed. Here. I don't Indeed. know about that. I don't feel particularly safe about those. So, uh, how about you, Susan? Have you tried those out? I haven't because I'm not very good in balancing. Me, put it me this way. neither. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I see other people riding them and I think, oh, it looks nice, but I, I don't trust myself on those. Um, so we, we know that uh, giving uh, sharing a car can take about 11 other cars off the road. And these are numbers that we hear used regularly. How does this create opportunities for the additional vehicles to be used differently? So with car sharing, we actually provide a profound impact to car vehicle ownership. So in a way, we probably will affect the reductions in car vehicle ownership. But at the same time, the car can be put for better utilizations. Mm, mm. So the car owner can, when they're not using the car, mostly not being used for 5%. The rest of the 95% will probably park in the car park. So the car can be put onto car sharing platform and share it with people in needs for the mobility. So with that being said as well, the additional cars that um, are no longer being used for private use, besides they can be sharing via the uh, car sharing mobility platform, they can also be used be part of the transport system, such as to complete the last mile right. connectivity yeah. and also to have the car use with leverage on the car sharing marketplace, mm. put it onto underserved areas mm. to allow the people at underserved area, network underserved mm. area, to have easy accessibility onto mobility. I mean, for me, it makes sense. You know, if, if I'm parking my car in the evening and it's just sat on my driveway doing nothing, you know, it, it's not earning me any money. But if it's out somewhere and somebody's using it and it's earning me money, paying off, you know, the loan perhaps or, or whatever, helping to pay off that loan, very useful. Right? Correct. So in a way, it's optimised the transportation mm. resources as mm-hmm. well. Let's talk a little bit about community uh, and um, fostering this sense of community amongst users, perhaps, and uh, what benefits have hosts and and guests reported from these interactions? I mean, we talk about, you know, car sharing, car pooling and and that kind of thing. And I'm guessing that there is some kind of sense of community amongst some of these people, right? Definitely. Talk to me a little bit about that. Right. I'll split that into two parts because the the communities come in two prongs to make one big whole community integrated. So on the whole side means the car owners by sharing cars onto the platform. So this is where we help to improve the social interactions as well. Not just because they are making a bit more income Mm, from this, mm. but they also have the opportunity to interact with the guests. Um, By sharing cars, they actually get to know the guests who's booking the cars and the reasons why they book the cars. Mm. And on the guest side as well, that the people who don't own the car, with this community, they get to know um, the neighbourhood better, that who are the people sharing the cars and and create that kind of interactions with your neighbours mm. by accessing the cars. And also to improve, again, I keep saying, is to improve their accessibility options as well. Besides, you can use the e-hailing, besides you can use the public transportations. Mm. And share car sharing has always been a, a component mm. of the mobility needs. Right, right. One of the things, obviously, is when you have 
something of this nature and it being peer-to-peer, um, they're often, uh, well, maybe not often, there can be disputes, you know, from, from users, uh, whatever. How, how do you guys handle that? You know, I, I'm assuming that there's, there's a mediator at some point who will handle the dispute between one party and another. Tell me a little bit about that process, because I'm sure people would be interested in that. Yep. Um, travel coming with the motto, we are always user-centric um, model, business model. And then with that being said as well, we're also looking into three phases when it comes to the potential risk of having the spill between the host and the guests. So we, the first prong will be the preventive measures phase. So we have the insurance uh, which I just mentioned, we work yeah. very closely with the insurer. Uh, we came up with the peer-to-peer car sharing insurance. That is to protect uh, the host when things happen as a safety net. Right. All right? Yeah. And in addition as well, we're always looking into revamping and improving our KYC process. So we're just making sure that we are allowing the genuine and in a way good quality users to be on our platform. Right. And we also have these community program called host community program where we have spelled out very clear terms of conditions to have our users on the platform understanding what you can do what you can't do so the education is to get them to use the service uh, with fairness and with integrity as well yeah so this is a front phase that we're doing. And then we also have the 24-7 customer service to provide all sorts of supports that require by both guests and hosts, should there be any mm-hmm. dispute or yeah. any uncertainty, um, they can reach out to us and we will provide the support as much as we can. And then on the last part as well is should things happen, uh, we have the media- mediations um a channel for them to reach out and this is where we will provide a effective communications and we also have a investigation team to support all grey area or certain things that is beyond our TOS. Right, right. Yeah. I have one question for you before I let you go then. And obviously, you, you, we started earlier on and you were saying how you know the government is very supportive here in Malaysia of, of this kind of uh, movement uh, for mobility. Do you have plans to expand outside of Malaysia, you know, into Southeast Asian countries? Certainly, yeah. We're already in Indonesia. Yeah. Uh, in tw- we launched our service there in 2021. Yeah. Um, given the, the similarity of the way we use car and the car ownership in Southeast Asia region, yeah. it, the, the countries fall within these regions are certainly the the area we want yeah. to expand to. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking at uh, potentially Singapore, Thailand... Philippines, maybe? Yes. Okay. Yes, you're spot on. All right. Good guess, huh? <laughs> thank uh, you. Susan, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I've been in the studio with Susan Teo. She is the general manager of Trevo. Um, where can they find out more information, uh, Susan? If, they, if folks are listening now, is it best to point them to your website, download the app? What would you suggest? I would suggest that you can download the app from our website. We're available in the uh, iOS system, Huawei system, and also the Android system. Brilliant. That has been Susan Chiu. This has been Open for Business here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, 
Download the VFM app.